0: Welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss and explore how to raise children to be successful in all areas of their life. Irene Santanier is a working mum of an entrepreneurial child and shares a passion with her husband to see children succeed. And now, introducing your host, Irene Santanier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Successful Kids thank you for joining the podcast today i have with me today a very interesting lady i think you're going to enjoy the podcast that's going to be recorded and without further ado i'd like to welcome julian to the podcast thank Thank you for coming thank you very much irene if you wouldn't, let's just start the podcast to find out a little bit about who you are and mm-hmm. um, your bit of your background, maybe your backstory, um, kind of to where you are today. Okay. My name is
1: Julian Businge. I'm a mother of two, married to Dr. Patrick Businge, and I'm an entrepreneur myself. I'm an author and a, a speaker, motivational speaker. I run what they call serviced apartments in Luton and I do live events in Luton as well.
0: Okay. So when you say you're an author yourself and an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, what what is your where is your passion? What what's your passion for?
1: My passion is doing business and helping others along the way. So I love to do business, not just writing books but the other bits that come with it, selling, talking to people, encouraging people. Okay. So how
0: many books have have you written?
1: I've written one so far about serviced accommodation, Mm -hmm. how it works, and yeah, it just got published I think three months ago. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you very much, yeah.
0: where do you where where have you come from because obviously you're not English you can Mm -hmm. hear that in your voice so tell us a little bit about your backstory how you grew up
1: okay I was born and raised in Uganda I came into England in 2009 to join my husband
0: yeah okay and as far as your upbringing is concerned how are you from a large family a small family Mm. Well,
1: I'm from a big family. Um, we're born. My parents have altogether six children, and yeah, we've grown up in a big family with um, with uh, as an extended family, cousins and other relatives. Okay.
0: Yeah. And are your parents um, entrepreneurial in any way?
1: Yeah, my father was, he passed away in 2007, but he owned a two-and-travel business, which I took on after he died. I took, I took over that business. Mm-hmm. But apparently, when I left... Uganda it's it also stopped. Mm. I didn't continue with it. Mm. And my mother as well, she's a businesswoman and she owns she has a an orphanage in Uganda. But she's traded in so many things in um previ- in her previous life before she settled down to just being in an orphanage. She mm. runs an orphanage right now.
0: Mm. Yeah. So when um, when you were growing up mm-hmm. Did you know that your parents were running their own businesses? How, how did you realize that there was entrepreneurship happening in your family?
1: Growing up, both my parents had full-time jobs. They didn't have, um, they had full-time jobs, but my mom had a side business. She had a pub, at the same time she had a, a shop So she would leave her work at five in the evening, Mm. come to the pub. Mm. She had other people she employed and she would be at the pub and um, until about eight, nine, then she would come home. Mm so that that's how we grew up knowing how even as sometimes would leave school and we know oh, mom has now she's at the pub we'd go to the pub <laughs> and sit talk, stay there a little bit with her and then go home with our father mm-hmm. and with time she started trading she used to travel to dubai do you know when they give you annual leave at work mm-hmm. she wouldn't be at home seated she would travel to Dubai and get things from there, bring them to Uganda and trade mm. and trade them like that. Mm. Yeah. So
0: So your home life, did they talk about business at home? Did did you have any were you picking it up subconsciously or in biosmosis almost?
1: Well <laughs> My dad wasn't too much into business. He was just a corporate. He just got into b- having his own business when he retired mm. in his late, maybe 50s. Mm. That's when he started his company. Mm. And But my mom, she, we never had that time to be seated there and she's talking. She was always busy. Mm. She was always having something to do. Mm. So I, di- I don't know. I maybe have... I may have picked it up just by seeing what she's doing, mm-hmm. not be, not that she was talking. She, we didn't have that time to mm-hmm. be talking about business, mm-hmm. but we would see that she's busy. Oh, mom, now is traveling. We escort her to the airport. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's coming late. She's tired. Yeah. Those kind of those kinds of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no.
0: So when um, the, um when you were growing up, is it, is it a cultural thing in Uganda that people have start their own businesses, have their own businesses? Mm. Is, that, is that something that's part of your culture? Because I don't know, I don't, it's not a UK thing really.
1: Mm. Well, I think I can't say it's cultural because not everyone is in business. Mm. I don't think it's culture. I think it's passion mm-hmm. because I've seen lots of uncles up to this very day they've grown old or aunties and they're just not into business. They may be into farming, they are happy to, you know, have some farm some animals or you know but I don't know I can't say it's a cultural thing, but it's something to do with passion mm. probably okay. yeah even in the uk to yeah. be honest i've met a lot of people who who actually do business at the same time have full-time jobs mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. so they're kind of um entrepreneurs yeah. as opposed to entrepreneurs so that mm. it's introvert it, it's something that they're doing on the back of yes. having a full-time job yes and, and if it takes over then mm-hmm. great okay so, um, obviously, you're in Uganda and you're growing up and mm-hmm. your mum's jetting back and forth and doing this stuff. So you are picking it up, even if you don't realise that you're mm-hmm. picking it up. Um, at what point, when you came to the UK, did you come with that idea that you were going to have your own business and going, you know, going to property or whatever it might have been? Mm. Or did you just think?
1: No, actually, I... <laughs> Not that I had an idea. It's always been part of me because I remember when I finished high school while in Uganda, just before I joined my dad into his business, before I went to uni, I, I had my own shop. I was selling cosmetics and things for the hair. And I had to travel to another country with someone else uh, who was also trading she was like mentoring me mm. and would travel together i get my things so i had my own little shop and i was absolutely enjoying it mm. and then when i went to uni i had to give it to someone to run it for me and then i it ended up closing because i wasn't it wasn't really giving me back some good income but yes i was already doing the business and so when i came to the uk I was already into that, I joined MLM companies, I was doing perfumes, I, I've always, I've also had to travel in between, I've been to China, got some commodities, brought them here, it's always been like part of me to be trading, mm. yeah.
0: Mm. And do you work as well? Are you an entrepreneur? Uh, no, I don't, I, I just- you don't work. have another no. job? I just, such. yeah. Okay, so what then, once you came over here and you're, um, you're building your life here, mm-hmm. um, you're obviously into property if you're talking service departments. Yes. So was that something that you wanted to go into or that you fell into?
1: That's something I always wanted to get into, but I didn't know how uh-huh. until one time we, we heard about the... I had read the book Rich Dad and Poor Dad in Uganda Mm. and so when I was in the UK I had they had a conference, a, a workshop and I talked to my husband and we went to that workshop and we started learning about property and we got more interested. We started now searching before we knew it were in the progressive property we were in different companies learning, investing in knowledge and learning more about property mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. But so it was kind of like by default we didn't like plan oh here is this now, we just started with a small free workshop which led into another, into another and to re- another more researching, more this and that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So as far as your journey is concerned, how important do you think education for yourself has been? It's
1: very, very important. A lot of people say, I've had this quote and I also use it a lot, that if you think education is expensive, um, uh, do you know that quote? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> if you think knowledge is expensive, try ignorance. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try ignorance. Mm but to be honest investing in education is the most important thing or gift somebody would ever give to themselves mm. yeah
0: but along with that so i mean you can be educated to such a high degree mm. um, i think the key obviously then is whether you take action yes with that education massive action yeah so obviously you are educating yourself mm-hmm. in all these different things and property and stuff so then mm-hmm. What action did you take after uh, on your educational path? What action did you take with all this learning? Yeah,
1: with all the learning, we we started investing in rent-to-rent properties. And right now we do the rent-to-rent serviced accommodation Mm -hmm. in Luton. That's the kind of business we are doing and I'm now teaching others and mentoring others about the same strategy in property.
0: And that wasn't something that you necessarily thought you'd
1: go into? No, never, never had I thought about it or even dreamed that I would be teaching someone else. But it becomes so nice that you feel, I, I feel I want to share this, I can't just sit on it, I want to share to, I want other people to, it was very expensive to learn what the knowledge I have attained, obtained, it was very, very expensive and I'm happy to share as much as I can yeah. at an affordable price. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but at least if it can help someone, it can help.
0: Well, part of being an entrepreneur and obviously raising your kids to think in a successful way is, this, is the idea of giving back mm-hmm. and not being able to keep it. It's almost impossible once you have that idea to then keep it to yourself yeah. but you feel compelled to give it back to, give it Very back to other true. People. that's obviously yeah. where, what you're doing by you know, sharing. mentoring and sharing yeah. etc so that's fast track now now you're a mum mm-hmm. and um, you're teaching your children and mm. uh, bringing them up so uh, just talk a little bit about that How you how you've brought those ideas that you've had in in the past how you brought that into being a mum or a parent because I know it's not it's you know it's not one person
1: Mm.
0: in your case anyway it's not a one-person
1: job yeah yeah well, I am sure my daughter could have also picked it up subconsciously. My children, not just my daughter, but my children probably have picked it up also, either subconsciously or because we talk about it all the time in the house. So, and sometimes if I have to work, I go with them, and you know. So.
0: So your daughter is how old?
1: My daughter is eight years.
0: Okay. And tell us a little bit about her journey. What she what she's doing with herself
1: now. Yeah. Right now she's an author. She's an author. She's written a storybook and she's trying to create other products out of that book. Mm-hmm. She's, and what's her book about? Her book is a storybook about a pink creature. A pink creature. <laughs>
0: you can tell, tell us the name of the book so we'd like to promote it as much as we can
1: oh thank you very much the book is called Ella and the Pink Creature mm.
0: and it's it how long did that take her to, did she just do that herself or how well
1: the thing is she actually writes a lot she has a small book that she walks around writing when she thinks about um, a story because she's always reading, reading mm. and um stories Mm -hmm. so she has a story that when sometimes she can come up with just a a funny story and you're like write that down write it so i encourage her to keep a book Mm -hmm. where she writes all those imaginative stories Mm -hmm. so she had this story and then i told i suggested to her i said you know what you could actually write a story on that Mm -hmm. And even now, she has lots of stories, but it's just waiting on us, the parents, to help her with the publishing. But the stories are already there. Mm. And she's selling the book that she's already published. Yeah. That's a seller. Yeah, mm. so she's she's concentrating on right now on selling that one. Maybe the proceeds which will come from it, then it can help her to begin working on these other books that she has and all these other products we want to create. So, yeah. That's amazing. And Mm. how old is she? She's
0: eight. Eight. She read that book when she was six. Fantastic. That's absolutely amazing. Mm. So, as far... And you've got other children as well?
1: Yes, I have a son who is um, four years old.
0: Mm. And do you see him picking up anything that is... Is
1: his sister influencing him in any way? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> today there was an interview, and he was like, um, "Are you thinking of writing a book too?" They were interviewing Stella, and she say he say, and they asked him to, "Are you Stella's um, little brother?" He say he said yes. Are you thinking of writing a book? They say He said, yes, I will write a book. Do you know the title? He said, it's a secret. <laughs> so I think it's rubbing on him. Yes. So I don't know. We will wait and see what happens. Mm. But yeah, definitely.
0: It's about them being aware of opportunities that are around them, isn't it? So, yes. Um, if the opportunity arises him to do whatever his passion where his passion leads him mm. then I'm, I can assume that's not going to be discouraged in any way mm. in your household so mm. okay so a um, few quick fire questions yes um, best piece of advice you've ever received
1: one of them is for um, follow your passion if you can find something you love to do do it and you'll never regret if you feel business is what you love to do do it because it's a gift and that gift will never disappoint you
0: Um, morning person or evening person
1: I love my mornings Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that quiet time just waking up and do you yeah. have a routine in the morning? Yes, I do.
0: Mm. do you, are you happy to share
1: in the of that? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to share. Well, I wake up at five in the morning and um, just sit down and, you know, have a drink of hot water, meditate, read some books that I've been wanting to read for a long time, you know, pray, look at my goals, my dreams. Uh, it's really kind of tapping into you, my inner person, really. That time reflecting, look, writing down. That time, I get a lot of ideas coming. I write down or find a strategy or what do I need to improve. So, yeah, that's my morning routine, really, to just. <laughs> Just exercise sometimes, not all the time, but yeah, from five till seven. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, beach life or forest. I love the beach.
1: <laughs> I love the beach yeah. if I feeling that sand on my feet and the waters. It's amazing.
0: Thank you for coming on to the podcast today the podcast is called raising successful kids mm-hmm. um, so what does raising successful kids mean to you It means a lot. As
1: parents, we have a challenge. We we have been given these amazing children as gifts, and it's our job and responsibility to see those gifts and try to help them because we can kill those gifts or give them life. Mm -hmm. Because if you see someone doing something special and you don't encourage and support it, no one else might be able to support them like you would. So, parents, we have a challenge to see and recognise and support our children
0: to bring out that greatness in them. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Uh, It's been very enjoyable. How can people find you in the social media world that we live in? I
1: have um, a Facebook page called Julian Businge. You can find me there. You can inbox me. And um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, but mostly Facebook is my thing. Okay. So if anyone wants to catch me, um, find me on Julian Businge. Mm-hmm. And
0: what and about um, the Stella's book? Let's promote that while
1: we're here. Stella's book as well. She's not on social media. and um, But she has a website called StellaBusinge.com and maybe for people who want to buy her book or to communicate to her that's the place
0: yeah but she's not yet on social media that's fantastic mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming today it's thank been you a very mm-hmm. pleasure um i hope you've enjoyed the podcast today it's certainly been a pleasure for me so please leave any questions that you might have or comments or um ideas for the future on either the Facebook page or the Instagram page, direct message me via those platforms. That'd be lovely to hear from you. Um, really look forward to you joining the next podcast. And until then, I'll catch you soon.